Those who are present here can see that I'm dressed in red, and you may be wondering why. We have, actually have two sets of martyrs today. One are the Chinese martyrs, St. Augustine Zhao and his companions, and all the martyrs in China from, for about three centuries. And then we also have uh, simultaneously about 14 Franciscans that were martyred and lay people that were martyred for their Eucharistic faith back in 1530s in Denmark. Uh, they were uh, being forced to deny their faith in the Eucharist specifically, and they refused to deny it, and they were hung. And I think some of the friars were hung by their own cords of their, the ropes that we wear around our waist. So it's a propitious day to be uh, celebrating these martyrs when the theme of the, this week and this night is religious liberty, Eucharistic faith, and Fatima. As I was praying for this evening and praying for what the Lord wanted to say, I, I uh, confess I remember, I, I, I'm gonna say that I think he showed me something to remember, a memory of mine from way back. About 33 years ago, pretty much this week, maybe last week, I was standing at Virginia Military Institute where I was, had been recently graduated, and my father was standing next to me, and I raised my hand, and I took an oath of allegiance to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, so help me God. My father was able to receive my, my oath of office because he had been an officer in the World War II in Korea. Pretty, pretty big day, right? And thinking about that, and I was like, Lord, why are you telling me that? He says, remember that oath. You were willing to lay your life down for the Constitution. And then as I was praying a little bit further, I was reminded of a scene that I witnessed uh, firsthand. I was in Croatia some years ago, back in the 90s. And uh, we walk, I was walking with a Franciscan priest and we walked into this small restaurant with about 40, 50 people in it, maybe 30. And he said, he said, watch this. He said, how many of you people here have spent time in jail or lost your job because of your Catholic faith? And about 80% of those men and women raised their hands. I was dumbstruck. The Lord was showing me these two things, I believe, because he said, as I was struck at that moment in the 1990s, would you be willing to lose your job for your faith? Would you be willing to lay your life down for the Eucharist? Good question. In these days, we are experiencing in our country even if from afar and even if watching on the news, and it's not that far from where I live in the South Bronx, we're hearing all sorts of stuff going on down there, right? We're experiencing and seeing the fruits of exactly what Our Lady said would happen in Fatima 100 years ago. And we should not be surprised. It's happening now. She said Russia would spread her errors over the planet, entire nations would be lost, when Lucia was asked about it, about the United States, would it affect the United States too, the great United States? And she said, yes. We're seeing the movements of exactly what Our Lady of Fatima said would happen here and now in our country. It's been all around the world elsewhere, but now we're seeing the fruits of it 
of the errors of Russia, of communist Marxism in our country, and do not be deceived. It is exactly that and nothing less. These people from Antifa, the movement from, not the, the organizers from Black Lives Matter, so I'm not talking about the, the, the folk who are just righteously angry for unjust deaths, but this movement of Black Lives Matter, their organization, look at their website. They tell you who they are. They are flat out Marxists. They are proud of the fact. They're proud of the fact that they've studied Marxist ideology and Marxist tactics to how to foment revolution because that's what they want. This is a neo-communist rev revolution that we're seeing in our streets. I was talking to some of our brothers, one of our brothers who grew up in Poland under communism, and I was talking to three Albanians who are doing a construction job in our, in our friary and listening to them. And they're smacking their foreheads going, do the American people, do your people do not, do you not see what's going on? Do you not see that this is communism in full? That this is what they want? This isn't some other place. This is here. This is now. This is the place we fled to, to be free. Do you not see it? Don't be fooled by the media. Don't be fooled. Read the signs of the times with your heart in prayer and listen to what Our Lady says and do what she said. This is the time, not another time. This is the time she was talking about. And you and I have the grace and privilege to be living in this time. There's an old Chinese curse, which is strange. Because I figure if you give this curse to somebody, you're going to get it yourself. They say, may you live in interesting times. That doesn't make sense to me, because you're going to get stuck in the same times unless you, like, die right then, right? We live in interesting times. Okay. Great. Praise the Lord. Because the Lord's got a plan in all of it, right? The ultimate plan we have to keep our mind on is that triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary at the end, Right? Because I was praying, and, I, and I, I heard the Lord say, I said, Lord, is that, you know, what, what do you want me to tell them? What do you, he said, tell them my stories. Tell them my story. I told you the story about the Franciscans martyrs who were hung by their own, the cords of their ropes for, for, uh, for defending the faith. I told you the story about these people in Croatia who, who gave up their jobs or were thrown in jail for their faith because it was illegal. You've heard the story of Fulton Sheen, why he had uh, such Eucharistic faith himself and committed a holy hour every single day because a Chinese priest who had been in uh, house captivity and his parish had been destroyed and all the hosts of the tabernacle were thrown on the floor, all about 15 of them as I recall the story goes, and he could see these hosts on the floor from his window where he was in, in, in uh, house arrest. And every night he saw a little shadow of about a 12-year-old girl sneaking in, kneeling down, licking with her tongue off the floor, one host at a time, and sneaking away until the last night. And the last night, she snuck in past the guard yet again, knelt down, afraid to touch it with her hands, the, the Eucharist with her hands, licked up the host, the very last one, walked away, 
hit a piece of glass, woke up the guard, and was beaten to death with the butt of his rifle. True story. But it sounds so foreign because it happened in China, all the way across the planet, right? It's not unusual and it's not unheard of to have persecution of Catholic faith in this country. Bishop John Hughes, almost 200 years ago, had to call Catholic faithful to surround Old St. Patrick's because there was a group of Masonic uh, folk called the Know-Nothings who wanted to get rid of all Catholics in the United States and they were threatening to burn it down. And he said to the mayor, who was a Know-Nothing, that you can send your people in if you want, but there will be blood in the streets and it'll be on your hands. Our people, our Catholic people, stood up and defended their church. Are we willing to do that? I've seen a few places where good Catholics have gotten out and prayed the rosary in front of the statues that people are trying to topple. And do not be deceived, toppling statues is, the, is just the beginning. My friends from Croatia, my friends from Albania, my friends from Poland are just shaking their heads going, that's how it all started. That's how it started every time in every one of the countries that fell. It started like that. They started pushing down the, they started pushing down the, the statues. Then they started coming for the churches, and then they started coming for us. One of my uh, Ukrainian friends was telling me about a town that he grew up in where uh, I think there was 300 people that were m murdered by the communists as they were coming in to plow under their church and take down their statues. Men and women who just laid down in front of the bulldozers as the bulldozers came to take, over, take down the church. They took them both down. They didn't take down their souls though, and those people are in heaven and they're martyrs now. I heard the Lord speak and ask the question. He said, tell my stories. Tell them my stories, my stories. These are Jesus' stories. Things that Jesus did in these people's lives. And he's asked you and I to live in this time brothers and sisters, you and I. What's he asking for, of us? He asked me to ask you, do they have the faith to stand up for their faith? Do they have the faith in my Eucharistic presence to lay their life down for me, who lay their, my life down for them, to show to the world that we ain't here to stay here? That we're not meant to stay on this planet forever? that our first priority is heaven and nothing short of it? Do we have that faith? Do we believe? I tell you what, if it's really Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament there behind me and what's going to be on the altar and what y'all are going to fix and receive in just a few minutes, if it's really him, we darn well better have the faith. And if we don't, we darn well better beg for it. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. I hear the Lord saying, tell my people to pray to have the heart of a martyr. Beg me for the gift to have the heart of a martyr. So let's do that. Beg the Lord for the gift of having a heart of a martyr. Does that mean that you're going to die a martyr's death? Probably not. But if you're willing to, if you recognize you can't do it without him, and you ask him for the grace, then you'll be willing to do anything for him because he'll give you the grace. Do you think he doesn't want you to stand up for his faith in the church? Do you think he doesn't want you to stand in the face of all this noise 
that tries to shout us down when we proclaim the truths of that marriage is between a man and a woman, for instance? Do you think he doesn't want us to have the courage to, to, to not be quiet in the face of all this stuff? He does want us to have that courage, but we have to ask him. We have to beg him, and we have to trust and know that he was, he's willing to give us the grace that we need. He told me to say, ask you, are they willing, do they trust me enough to lose their job? He said, do they trust me enough, not me, but him, enough to lose their job for the faith? As if I wouldn't provide for them? Do you? We have all of our confidence in so many things in this world. In this world. But is our confidence in Jesus? Is it in Jesus, yes or no? These are the questions that I think we need to ask ourselves. These are the questions that we need to come back to the Lord with and say, you know, Lord, I admit, I'm a little scared here. <laughs> okay, Lord, I admit, I'm a little dense here. I don't get it. You know, what do you want me to do? Ask him. Beg the grace to have the heart of a martyr. It's a heart that's filled with love. It's a heart that's filled with love for the salvation of others, not just your own. It's the heart of, of love that wants to proclaim the truth in season and out of season, fearlessly. That's what the heart of a martyr is, right? That's what we need to beg the grace to have and to receive, and that that spirit spreads across our country and across the world. That's what I hear the Lord saying to ask for. I, was, I know that the theme is about Eucharistic miracles, and, but I was, as I was re reminded of that story of Fulton Sheen, of that uh, little Chinese girl who was beaten to death for her Eucharistic faith, that is a Eucharistic miracle. Because she had the faith to recognize the true presence of Jesus in there, and, to, and she was willing to risk death that he would not be, uh, the, the, there would be no sacrilege with that, those consecrated hosts. She was willing to rest death, and she received it. An earthly death, but she received eternal life. Brothers and sisters, 33 years ago, I stood before my dad and Colonel Solak, wonderful Marine colonel, and I took an oath of office. I'm going to ask you all to take an oath of office right now. But I think sometimes we need reminders of what we're doing. I'm going to ask you to stand up. It's a little unusual. Go ahead and stand up. And if you want to, and if you can't stand up, don't worry about it. Uh, if you want to, raise your right hand and repeat after me. And you're going to say your name. I, I William. You're, say your name. I, I promise to uphold and defend, promise to uphold and defend the, Catholic faith and church, the Catholic faith and church in truth and love, in truth and love against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So help me God. So help me God. Brothers and sisters, pray for the heart of martyr. Pray that the ch your children have the hearts of martyrs. Pray that the Holy Spirit descend upon our country and our world in a new powerful way. Pray for a new great awakening. Pray for consciences to be illumined to what the Lord wants to do. Pray for the triumph of our Lady's Immaculate Heart and join her army. May Jesus Christ be praised now and forever. Amen. Amen.